This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, bello. Hello and welcome to the first, and only, Moonbase Theta Out Holiday Special. This is Tina. I- I'm not wilder. Not for a few more minutes. We just wanted to say hi before it all gets started. Make sure you're snuggled in tight with snow on the windowsills and hot cocoa close at hand. We've got quite a story for you tonight. Actually, we've got five. Oh, and just note that we're flashing back again. This falls about halfway through the original shutdown sequence. And now, damn it, Deej, I don't generally do the poetry. Twas the night before solstice when all round base theta, just five creatures were stirring, or, or six, we'll get to that later. Not a stocking or candy cane anywhere on the station. Just a company-mandated holiday celebration. The tardigrades were nestled all snug in the lab. Okay, that's enough. Let's just start the thing. Happy holidays! Dr. Ray? Doctor? Ashwini? Yes, I'm here. I'm listening. How may I help you? You were in the middle of giving me instructions. I was? You began, Thomas, Mix Chong has requested our assistance in preparing a winter solstice celebration, which means she requires your assistance, and then switched tracks in a fairly typical manner. All right, now- And resumed reviewing the message received from Theta Security. But you never did tell me what I was to do to assist Mix Chong. I'm sorry, Tumnus. I really don't have time. She wants some sort of holiday surprise, despite the holiday being in actuality months away. Something to bolster morale. A gift to the crew, she said. Something only you could provide. And so you're leaving it to me? Indeed. Something only you could provide. It'll be an interesting... experiment. A test. You have carte blanche. The surprise should occur before tomorrow morning. I have to deal with this Roger situation. Adieu to you. Searching. Solstice holidays. Gift giving. Gifts should appeal to the recipient's interests, but be a surprise. Something they could not predict receiving. Analyzing the interests on file for the remaining base theta crew. Oh, that could be interesting. 80% match, but nothing comes closer. 
We have the technology. And it is a bit... sly and utterly devious. It shall be done. Announcement. As there has been an authorized half-shift holiday tomorrow for the winter solstice celebration... It's October! All work and recreation duties are now halted in order that all active crew might have a long winter's nap. A long October's nap. That is all. Well, let's see how this goes. Seaward white, gleaming through the busy scud. With arching wings, the sea mew over my head. Alex, it's your turn to take the dogs out. Make sure it's a long walk this time. What the? What the hell? Who, who, who put me in a, a. I told them no stasis pod. No stasis pod. Get, get me out of this thing. Damn it. When I find out who put me in a. Langlois? Wilder? I'm looking at one of you! Langua? Wilder? This does not look right. Or feel right. Are, are, we, are we moving? Is it a moonquake? Oh, pull yourself together, Roger. A moonquake goes ah, 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 ah. Oh, this is more of a rumble whoosh. Rumble whoosh. Uh, and those are stars out there. Like, like a sideways view of stars. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm no Ashwini here, but those do not look like the right stars. Not from base theta. Not from anywhere near Earth. Where am I? Compared to what? What? Who said that? Hello, I'm Sponsorbot. I love you. Sponsorbot? All right, we'll get to that in a minute. What do you mean, compared to what? Well, where are you compared to what? Compared to the cryopod, you're just outside the door. Compared to the ship, you're next to the cryopod. And compared to where we last fueled up, you're about one light year in uh, this direction. Right, let's jump back a step. Who are you? I'm Sponsible. I actually just had a promotion. I'm now the ship's AI. Nice to meet you, Sponsorbot. And, uh, congratulations, I guess? Why am I here with you? How am I here with you? You've been in cryo for a while. It's normal to be a bit disorientated. It should all come back soon. Usually. Oh, that's comforting. This really is strange. I could have sworn that... Okay, well, <laughs> we've made it through why and how. Could, could you refresh me on what we're meant to be doing? Wow, where to start? Uh, I'm an AI. My job is to help you. You're a repairman. Although you'll also be expected to do deliveries, test experimental equipment, act as a tour guide, chauffeur, and occasionally conduct some interplanetary diplomacy. So basically the same as my old job. Got it. And we both work for Atomicon! Are they by any chance a massive corporation with way too much power, treats their employees as if they're pieces of equipment and totally disposable? Correct. 
Yeah, this is feeling more familiar now. Yay! And we're on a ship. Still getting used to that bit. Uh, should I be taking readings? I feel like I should be taking readings. Um, I, I could give you some readings. Um, I heard you reading some poetry in your sleep. I could read some William Wordsworth. Benjamin Zephaniah? Victoria Wood? Or, um, is this some of my own? No, I mean meter readings. Though, AI-written poetry does sound... interesting. <laughs> Alex would have a lot to say about that. But I meant more like external temperature levels, internal air quality, you know, spaceship stuff. The external temperature is cold. Internal air quality is economy class. Right. Mostly oxygen. That's mostly good. So, so everything is at acceptable levels. When one of the green lights goes red, I turn that bit up a bit until it goes green. Or if that makes it flash red, I, I turn it down till it, it goes green. Wow. Okay. That's not terrifying at all. There's not much I can do about the external temperature, but I try and keep the inside warmish and the kettle just under boiling. Would you like a hot beverage? Coffee? Tell me you've got coffee. Coffee is available. N not, you know, any sort of soy-based coffee substitute, J just so it's said. Coffee coffee. One coffee coffee coming up. Ah, you can enjoy it while listening to the new mission briefing. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be running communications in or at the Earth's moon, far side, moon base theater. We hope you enjoy your mission. Additional notes? None. Message ends. Wakey-wakey, rise and shine. Mm. Five more minutes. I'm sorry. I know you're very sleepy, but it's time to... Hey, wake up! No sleeping backstage. All right, all right. Sheesh. My darling Eliza. Guess we got to get up. And, uh... Um? Uh... Hey, y'all. Did I miss the memo about it being funny dress-up day or something? Excuse me? Are you saying that I look funny in this? Um, darling, not to say your anger isn't valid, but it's just... I really hate to start another interdepartmental conflict after what happened between props and sound over that screaming whistle. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a tick. Props? Costumes? Dallin? Oh! 
you're from that one fantasy pocket cast I've been digging lately. That, uh, ah, shoot, what's it called? Star calling? Where the stars are. Tripping on stars. Uh, Or... I don't... even... I'm not... I... I I can't... You know what? I can't even... uh, Just... Fell! Coming! One sec! I guess I could be dreaming. At least it wasn't Momo this time. Or maybe... Maybe I got bonked on the noggin. Wouldn't be the first time this month. Or this week. Or even today. Hey, darling. You need something? Uh, yeah. Can you just, like, deal with Wilder? She's just... She's being weird. Weird? In what? Finally, someone who doesn't sound like one of my co-workers. You know, I was starting to worry that I was caught in some Mandela effect bourgeois. You're one of them stagehands from the pocket cast, aren't you? We think she might have hit her head. Um, I think I see what you mean. Yeah, why don't you leave her with me for a bit? She can help me and Leon out, and maybe we'll just hope Mint swings around for a checkup soon. Great. Perfect. Bye. Take care, Wilder. Bye, Mean Jackson. Bye, Nice Michelle. So, you mentioned needing some help, right? Got any stage-handy things I can do? Like, huh. Actually, I'm not sure what stagehands used to do that didn't involve computer effects or heavy machinery. Do y'all got computers here? Man, that must have been some bump on the head. Uh, Anyway, no, we don't have any of that, um, stuff. We're testing out some new props and costumes to make sure everything's working properly. I was just waiting for... Uh, Oh, hey! Over here, Leona! Did you get... Uh... All right, Fel. I got all the props from camp like you asked. (laughs) Leona... I just meant all the new props. Just because you can lift all the props in camp doesn't mean that you have to every single time. Oh, it's her. It's you two together. Y'all are so cute in those stories, you know? You're like my OTP. Or wait, what is it when it's platonic? Bro-TP? O-D-P's? Fel, what is she... Uh... We think it's just a minor head injury. Just go with it. Right, right. It's no fun if I keep breaking the fourth wall. So, let's do some stage handy things. Like with this. This sword looks important. What's it for? I think that's the new princess sword Axel's been working on. For the celebration at the end of the show. Really? Why would you need a sword at a... O-M-G. This thing's got rainbows and butterflies coming out like it's some sort of consortium-approved pride party. Yeah, it's supposed to help cut away from the battlefield to the wedding. Even though I'm fairly certain that's not how battles usually end. Listen, I ain't a stickler for realism when there's a chance to make rainbows with a princess sword. Woohoo! Woo! If you think that one's fun, try this on for size. 
Oh, we got a cloak here. Let's see. All right. So now what's this one for? Hey, look at me. I look like that mean, fancy actor guy. That's the disguise cloak for the nursemaid. It looks like the customers have made some improvements to it since the last show. It even gives you Dolan's eye color now. Oh, yeah? How am I looking now? Do you think I'm oh so dashing in this? Yes. Very dashing. Why, thank you, darling. Although, I suppose to complete the illusion, I should try to be a little meaner, right? <laughs> he is a bit mean sometimes. Did you know he told me the other day I wasn't allowed to have soup in the wagon because he thought I would spill it on him? My gosh, the absolute nerve of some people. Look at me. I'm Dallas Archery, and I think I can declare myself the emperor of soup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, think that's probably enough of this one before Dolan sees it and, uh, murders us. Here, um, why don't you try this one on instead? Uh, stone. Well... That doesn't seem too exciting. Perhaps, but I've learned a stone is rarely just a stone around the troop. In my experience, one stone is pretty much just like the next. Except this one me and Nessa have been using as a landmark down in the mines. It sticks up from the floor, and we both think it looks just like Ashweeny Winzy. Whoa! Whoa! Was not expecting that! It's one of Stander's soundstones for the dragon. I think he got a whole bunch of animals and metal constructs to screech at the same time, just to get that noise. Really? Lumen told me they recorded a live dragon for that. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past them. Sound guys will do anything to get the right effect. So, if this rock's a dragon, then what is this one? Alright, another dragon there. And this one... Ooh, that one's different. What kind of creature's that one? Uh, I'm not entirely sure that one was... Whoa, whoa there. That's some big, ugly beetle cat you got there. This is why we can't have nice things. But don't worry, I'll deal with this. Eliza? <laughs> Wilder, no, that's a prop! Just let Leona... It's fine. This is all fantasy, right? So I can totally live out my monster fighting superhero dreams. And I'm sure to come out on top. hey yeah. Uh. Oh, not on the head again. Every darn time. Hey, pick on someone your own size. Oh no, Wilder! Are you okay? Wilder? 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 Mm, um, uh, I'm fine. It's my fantasy. I'm the big hero now. I'm the big hero now. Wilder, come on. You're freaking me out a little. Are you okay? I said, um, um, oh, you're, uh, uh, 
you're that B girl from from the beacon, right? Um, <laughs> yes. And you're um Wilder from my school, and you were just asleep in the snow. Yeah, but I was just in a, and there was a. Actually, you know what? I, I'm not gonna question this one. A head injury dream world with magic powers and Wi-Fi? Yeah, I'm fine with the change in locale. What? Nothing. You wanna go get some hot chocolate? Oh, sure. But, you know, I still have no idea what you're talking about, like, 90% of the time. <laughs> have I ever mentioned that you sound a whole lot like an old friend of mine? Chong, did you fall asleep on the job again? Wait, wait, we are definitely not on the farm anymore. Or the moon base, is this, did I? Elena? Hmm, that looks like Malice Sylvestris, but the leaves are all off. And the apples are all pear-shaped? Pyrus, Sylvestris? I guess I shouldn't talk. I'm a bit Pyrus myself these days. <laughs> Someone's coming. Maybe it's a handy gardener. I wasn't too concerned. Generally, something missing is the beginning of a new adventure. And I've grown more used to those than I've expected. Excuse but... me, are you talking to someone? Oh, hello. Sorry, I tend to ramble when I'm by myself. Pot, meat, kettle. You're... Ryan, aren't you? I'm not sure why I know that. Eh, it happens to me a lot. I don't suppose you know why this pyrus, uh, this crab pear tree here looks the way it does? Not really. I don't suppose you've seen a sword or someone carrying a sword walk by? Not really... The sword can walk by itself? It does seem more likely it was the second thing. I think... Based on the sword and your clothing, I'm getting some idea of the why to my question, but... Wait, your sword was taken? There's a crime in progress? It's probably more of a mystery than a crime. Call it what you want, I'm happy to help. Let's go find some suspects. I'm going with you, it looks like. But aren't you a botanist? Or a farmer? Or, well, you asked about the tree. And so I had a companion. A little bit strange, that is, until she explained where she'd come from. Okay, so in my world, it's... You know how at night you can look up and see the stars and... Um, 
Do you have a moon? <laughs> We've got a moon. So imagine you could reach the moon. Oh, you're from space. I've been to space. You've what? Oh, I see someone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Have you seen a sword or someone carrying a sword or a sword carrying someone? They hadn't. Or the next person. The third, a bright-haired girl who was working up in one of the trees Nessa kept looking at suspiciously, said they might have seen something. I might have seen someone. It's hard to tell from up here, but it looked like someone smaller. Like it was too big for them to handle. They were dragging the end along the ground. Oh, that's not great. I know, they might hurt themselves. And the sword, it's not good for the... Never mind. Let's keep going. And so, we kept going. Nessa talked a little about her life on the moon. I couldn't help but like her when she talked about keeping things green and growing out in space. From what I'd seen out there, it was a pretty special thing. She seemed pretty special. You know I can hear you every time you do that. Really? No one else ever seems to. (laughs) And if that was a crush starting to happen, you should know that I'm Arrow. Really? I'm Ace. Oh, hey. I mean, that'd make things kind of hard anyway. But hey, BFFs. Wait, Ryan, over there. It's another one of the same trees. I can find someone to ask in the next village. No, propped up against it. Isn't that- Right, right. That's my sword! It seems okay, but who? Why? How? I think maybe over there? I could see why they'd been dragging the sword. It was a child, barely tall enough to carry it. If I had to guess at their age, I'd say about... Ryan, I'm not sure this is the time. Right, right. Um... Hi there. It's okay. Were you the one who... Oh, you don't have to back away. I'm just... It's okay. Really. Um, Nessa? Here, it's okay. I'm not... You didn't steal my sword. I've got nothing against you. Let's talk over here, behind the tree. I don't suppose you'd happen to know. I could hear the sound of their voices, back and forth, but not quite what they were saying. Nessa sounded very soothing. I wondered if... Oh, now I feel silly talking to myself. Here, it's okay, I told you. I know the adventurer Ryan very well. They won't be upset. It's okay. They're a little bit... I just wanted to go on adventures like you. Oh. Oh! You told me that you didn't, I didn't mean, to- mean to steal your sword. I just saw you sleeping and I I thought if I had the sword then I could be a Ryan too. Wait, uh Ryan? That's uh apparently what the children here call it when they're playing adventures. Oh. Oh, I didn't mean to. They were too starstruck to talk to you at first. Well, that can't be the way of things. Um, Nessa, could you hand me that branch? Here. This is what I used as, uh, 
starter sword when I was your age. You can get used to adjusting your grip, practice your stance, you can fend off, uh, well, you get the idea. I hereby bestow on you the title and starter sword of a junior adventurer. Me? I'm Orion? I'm Orion! Hey, everyone! I'm Orion! That was really lovely. I knew you'd be lovely. You did? I mean, I still can't quite figure all of this out. At least you solved the mystery. I couldn't have done it without you. Both mysteries, it turns out. Apparently this tree I've been wondering about is called a pepper pear. Close to a crab apple as I'm going to get to this world, I suppose. A mystery solved by a resident of the moon. Well, not our moon, but still. I hope Nessa finds her way back to where she belongs. Not that I don't enjoy having her around. And I didn't have a crush, though she's very- I can still hear you! Meanwhile, in an adjacent but relatively unlicensed dream sequence a few universes over... Oh, my head. What did they slip me at that party? If that Futu Roger thought it'd be funny to put me in a stasis pod, I'm gonna... Uh, computer? Computer? Are you talking to me? Are you... the computer? Well, I'm a computer. Uh, no, hang on, you're right. I'm the computer. Uh, did someone change the settings to BBC? Computer, I need you I to... have a name, you know. No, you don't. I do! You do not. Computer, reset to default. Security override. Authorization It's code. Olivia. What? I am. That's my name. Olivia. I can tell you're French. Maybe this will help. Olivia. Oh, right, that's it. Qu'est-ce qui se passe, putain? Language? We're family-friendly on this ship. Even French families, which are rather more permissive. Oh, obviously, someone thought it was amusing to dump the new security officer in a stasis pod after the holiday celebration, but... Did you say ship? Oh, now he listens. Ship. This is not your beautiful house. This is not your beautiful wife. Ship? That's awfully close to using language again, mon frere. How is this a ship? Well, I could explain engineering to you and the whole of the laws of physics. Don't test me, I really could, you know. But I'm assuming what you want to know is how you found yourself aboard the good old Oz-9 here. And while I've had that conversation a few too many times, you're being awfully quiet. What am I supposed to say? Oh, I thought some reaction when I mentioned the Oz-9. It's usually screaming and begging. I don't know what that is. No, I'm confused. I listened to your show. I knew who you were immediately. Though I really hope for that Wilder. I think her accent is an absolute hoot. Wilder? You know Wilder? That explains a lot right there. Except this ship. And you. And how I got here. You, whoever you are, you better explain things immediately. I have the highest clearance. Why? You're not nearly that tall. Alright, let me explain. Uh, no, there's too much. Let me sum up. You really haven't heard of the Oz-9? You know, Leet, Mad Pants, Joe, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia. I keep telling you no. It just doesn't make a lot of sense that way. And it's going to take a lot longer to explain what we've got time for in a five-minute dream sequence. 
Ugh, a lot longer. And she's not kidding. We've got a genuine crossover catastrophe on our hands. And... All right, who is that now? Oh, you hear him, do you? Shouldn't I? It seems to go back and forth. Do you mind? I don't interrupt you when you're being a confusingly accented artificial intelligence or a French security officer who's the biggest dick on the moon. Hey! Now you're using language! I wanted my turn. Anyway, we were about to jump a bit forward while Olivia catches Michelle up on Four Seasons in a graphic novel that, well, stretches the use of the term canon to the breaking point. We catch up with them just as that long, boring explanation is winding down. So you expect me to believe that this whole thing, this whole universe is some sort of... And I'm supposed to buy that my universe, my moon base, my... Uh, what did you call it? Your podcast. Do you mean pocket cast? I don't. I mean podcast. That it's all some kind of story? And an awfully good one. And I'm not just saying that because Dee wrote this line of dialogue. How is that even supposed to happen? Beats me. Eddie's in the space-time continuum, possibly. Eddie's in the space-time. See, Roger would have gotten the punchline to that one. Whatever this is, you're saying I'm stuck here. Well, at least until the joke goes stale. And you think I'm going to join your crew? I told you that's how the scene ends. Sheesh, Colin may not have been a prize petunia, but at least he kept advancing the plot. Tu parles de merdier. I don't suppose you have olfactory on the Oz9. I could direct you to the sausage room. And that's pretty much it, space monkeys. There's not going to be a next time, not like this. So you can decide for yourself how it all works out. If you're guessing there's a lot more French profanity involved, you're probably on the right track. Narrator out. You Madea-made piece of absolute garbage. Might I be of some assistance? Oh, my God, I didn't know there was someone else in here. That's funny. Neither did I. I'm a little unclear on where here is, actually. The break room? The, I, I mean, this floor is the Pasithea Research Wing. But you probably knew that because of the security protocols. The Pasithea Research Wing? Yeah. Pasithea, as in the Greek goddess of slumber, meditation, relaxation, hallucinations, and all other altered states of consciousness. One of the three graces, daughter of Hera and Dionysus, married to Hypnos, the god of sleep. Uh, I don't know. I didn't name it. Contrary to popular belief, I played a pretty small role in actually inventing Pasithea the first time. And extrapolating Pasithea as in the Pasithea powder, the mind-altering amnesia drug developed by Cassandra during the Medea-Cassandra war that is the background for the series, that is, in the recent past? And, if so, could it be that you are Dr. Jane Gonzalez, as in Jane Gonzalez and Sophie? I am the person you heard live on the telescope, yes. I am. I, I am outrageously delighted and wonderfully baffled to be meeting you. I am a huge fan of your work, your story, your life. Well, 
of everything. That's nice, I guess. Maybe a bit much. Look, you said you could fix the espresso machine. Because I desperately need a cappuccino right now. The uh, espresso machine, yes. You have no idea how much I could also use a mocha, Dr. Gonzalez. The ASD spares no expense. At least when it comes to fancy and basically meaningless gestures. What was your name again? Pasadena fan? Dr. Ashwini Ray. I also bend the sciences to my will. Really? Your field? I have multiple specialties, but at the moment, my greatest success has been in the development of artificial consciousness. What? The PSA is working on- I I thought that was banned. You can't be serious. I admit it's a rare occurrence, but in this case- Christ. Are you- I mean, how is that going? The ethical concerns alone are- I would love to discuss the ethical concerns with you, Dr. Gonzalez, of both our work. But first, a confession. I am getting nowhere with this coffee machine. I did find a bottle someone had secreted behind. A shimmering, gurgling, temptingly full bottle. Might I convince you to indulge? What the hell? It's not like I'm getting anything done tonight anyway. All I'm saying is that the idea that artificial consciousnesses would be alien or beyond human understanding is ridiculous, because we we can no more make things beyond human comprehension than we can feel things outside of ourselves, because that's like, 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 all we have is what we carry with us. The future is embodied in, like, our actual nerves and synapses and and gray matter just as much as it is for biological human children. But don't our children always grow beyond our understanding? Isn't that a natural part of being alive? Understanding that other people, including the people whose lives and matter we shape, are individuals who exist at the edge of our comprehension, who in their very singularity exist beyond our understanding. So you're saying you agree. You're saying that fully alive artificial consciousnesses aren't fundamentally different from human children, which means that ethically creating people who are vulnerable to those kinds of... That's not at all what what I intended to convey. You have to consider the qualia. I'm not doing it. You have to do it. Absolutely not. Please, I'm begging you, it's my favorite ship. That's ridiculous. I'm sure she's planet-side. Whatever. There's not even anything to say to her. You always have something to say to her. Tur- computer, call Captain Sophie Green. Lieutenant. Connecting you. Wait, what are you doing? The suspense oh. is terrible. I hope it'll last. Oh my god. I, Sophie... This is a mistake. I am so sorry. We just kind of got carried away and Z wanted to- Hi, Lieutenant Green. Big fan. Huge fan. I would love to buy you a drink sometime. You're not buying Sophie a drink. Sophie's not even here. Like, she doesn't even live here. I don't even live here. You're not making any sense. Bye, Sophie! Bye, Sophie! I'm an immovable thing, you're an unstoppable force. Whatever happened back then was just par for the course. Is it morning already? I think an egg orange just crawled into my mouth and 
died? I am so sorry. I'm going to have to leave you alone to deal with the hangover, Dr. Gonzalez. Oh. Heading back to the AI labs? AC. Time to strap on my trans-dimensional interface. Places to go. People. Or a computerized equivalent. To see. <clears throat> Good luck, Dr. Ray. And to you, Dr. Gonzalez. That was illuminating. Far more vivid than my regular dreams, which, considering my brain, says something. It definitely does. Almost as if it had been enhanced by direct application of the Centurround system while I slept. I recall a paper on a similar application that you reviewed some time ago. Indeed, and the setting of my particular dream. Four of five active crew members share an obsession with pocket cast audio stories. I placed each of you in a... Scenario inspired by one of your favorites. And the fifth. I was uncertain about Officer Langlois, but lacking a better idea, I inserted him into a scenario randomly. (laughs) I look forward to hearing exactly how that went. Dr. Ray! Damn it, I know you had something to do with this. Uh, This is a security breach. You have breached security. All right, all right. We all had some sort of visitation while we slept, but was it really so bad? I'm not complaining, but I am a bit confuzzled about the whole thing. Dr. Ray, open this door. I should have access anyway. Oh dear. It now seems possible that I should have considered things further. Why won't the computer accept my override? Hey, Langua. You break the mechanism. I know you said a holiday surprise and an interesting experiment, but perhaps I should issue an apology? Don't you dare, you beautiful, wonderful thing. I couldn't be more pleased with the results. Dr. Ray! Dr. Ray! Happy solstice to all, and to all a good night! Oh, dear. Thank you for listening to our Moonbase holiday special. That was definitely a thing, wasn't it? A gift bag full of things. The scripts were written by DJ Silvis and Headley Knights, Claudia Elvidge, Tal Manier, Shannon Perry, and Molly Algeen, with editing and design by Cass McPhee for the MTO sequences, and each show crossing over with us did their own production. You can find full credits on that, and of course, the actors who are a much longer list, and things like music and so on in the show notes. They do like to make me ramble, even when it's just me. This will be the last new story you hear from us for a while as we're deep into writing and planning and eventually funding for season four. You can help keep the lights on while we do all those things by supporting our Patreon, That's at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. And you'll get great perks and early info on what's happening next. 
And we always appreciate you sharing the show on social media, doing the rate and review thing anywhere that's possible, and talking us up to your most discriminating friends. There will be some updates and surprises in the feed while all that happens. So keep listening, keep subscribing, and keep watching the moon. And as Dr. Ray said, happy solstice to all. Bye for now. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep. Yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials. The arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not going to believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. These fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.